Hey everyone, this is Mike with the Crucial Talks Podcast. Thanks a lot for listening in 2018. What this is, is a quick rundown of some of the guests and some of the podcast episodes we've had over the past year. Thanks again for listening. And if you need anything, please reach out to me at www.crucialtalks.com. Thanks a lot and have a great 2019. We're all leaders. We may not view ourselves that way sometimes, but we're all leaders at one, at one time or another. The focus here on Crucial Talks is to have a positive influence on human-based systems. We have all these ways of connecting, and yet we know that social isolation is at an all-time high. You know, as, as humans, we are social beings, and I don't know of any way we can achieve our potential without learning how we've done and figuring out how to get better. For a lot of us, we are taught to to look for outside validation, to look to our parents, to look to society, to follow the bl- blueprint. When you don't trust yourself and you don't follow your heart and you don't listen to yourself, it creates anxiety inside of us. Esteem is one very important reason why people choose to join or leave groups. The roles we assign people in our lives and in our workplaces are very powerful because they provide people with feelings of esteem and identity. Strip that esteem away and people feel awful. Threaten that esteem and people will do what they need to do to protect it. If you can come at someone with passion and positivity, then nothing, and I mean nothing, can get in the way of that. I always say it's easy to stay positive when your life is going well. Uh, What's really difficult is to stay positive during the time of crisis. And that's all because it's a matter of perspective that we have on any given situation. The lens through which we choose, because it is a choice, to see a negative event will directly impact the actions that we take in response to that event. When people feel like they are part of a supportive group, they can absorb more negative psychological events. Man, in the blink of an eye, your whole life can change. And now I thought, how am I going to do my job? They can have the life that they have always imagined and they can thrive, not just survive, but really thrive. If you don't bet on yourself, why would anybody else? This is the moment of decision that we all face. It's not when your life is going good that you need to stay positive. It's when you're in these kind of dire situations, when you're shaking hands with death, when your life is falling apart, this is the time to be positive. You've got a shovel in your hand. You can lean on it and pray for a hole or you can start digging. We need to change our lens. We need to change our mindset. Our mindsets need to change into something positive. In other words, we need to see a brighter future ahead and that there is something good that we can find that can help us improve. I noticed that a lot of people are actually scared of being scared and also of being laughed at. Anytime I'm gonna do anything, I go in there with the mentality that it's already done. We're just going through the little dance at the beginning. Every time you delay and you wait in accomplishing your vision, that's another second you have to work twice as hard, three times as hard to make up the time that you lost. Isn't it amazing how uh, we can just switch uh, and empower ourselves a little bit more just by saying we have the choice. 
We think that this is a sprint. We try to microwave our success. It doesn't happen that way. It's about the growth and it's about you always growing and learning. What we construct with each other through story can lead us to that outcome. You have to grab people's attention, but then you have to keep it. I see other human beings as an opportunity for me to learn and grow. You know, you can put some of the world's best people in the room, but if you don't give them a purpose, they're just going to sit there. Legacy is this concept of, do you leave things a little better than you found them? Are people better because of their time with you? Finding good team players that are willing to support, nurture, and challenge you is probably one of the biggest problems you'll ever have in business. I'm a great believer in a tight, strong, nurturing, challenging circle. We do have so many ways of connecting, and yet these connections are hollow if we don't really give positive messages that inspire belonging and connection and appreciation. People want to feel that they're in an environment where they can really trust each other and feel safe. The groups people belong to drive how they experience life. When you have a team, when you have a culture that is able to quickly identify risk, assess its material impact on the organization, and respond in a way that fosters increased trust and credibility in the brand, then you can weather any storm that comes your way. When you bring a group of people together where they're all bringing their full capacity, their full creativity, critical thinking, and knowledge to bear on something, we're unstoppable as a species. Truly caring about people on your team creates an in-group relationship where people will watch out for each other. You have to identify your inner circle. Who can help you through the transition? Leaders should be able to rely on their people to be successful and vice versa. You make sure your people feel like valued individuals and you act like an owner in all your decisions. When one looks at at an interconnected perspective, I think it changes interactions, which will shift all parts of someone's life. As employees don't experience work as a contract, they experience work more like a relationship. They want to be valued and appreciated and cared for and trusted, and they need to trust the people that they work with and work for. If we want to impact how people behave, we need to truly understand how people make decisions. What they discovered is that that trust within team members is one of the biggest things. It wasn't their education background, it wasn't their experience, it wasn't their age or their years in the job. It was, do we have a a group that trusts each other? What we do need to do is therefore honor the fact that as human beings, we need to relate. We create our social systems in the way we talk together, in the way we make meaning together. I don't think we're meant to be solitary. We need it, whether it's business, whether it's personal, whether it's family, we need those relationships. I think we're dependent on them. The game changer, the difference maker, the difference between good and great is all about relationships. So to me, it only makes sense to deal with some of our most common problems the same way we have been dealing with problems for eons, and that is as a group. Compassion means to struggle with, to create something amazing. 
What are the norms and rules of engagement between us that preserve dignity, that keep the lines of communication open, that keep us knowing that we're working on the right stuff? How I define dignity is creating an environment of trust, respect, and safety. Where we are today in our current state is a result of how we have intentionally designed it. Don't just focus on the bad things that have happened. Develop some future casting that paints a brighter picture on what we want to happen. Whatever we are focusing on, we're going to create more of that. If we are focused on what it is that we want, where we want to go together and what's possible, the more we talk about that together, the more we bring that into reality. If there is someone that is displaying behaviors that you do not want them to continue to emulate, you have to be able to step in and seize the moment and direct the conversation. And a company can manage culture on the front end and leverage it as a business asset as opposed to a business liability. For me, appreciative inquiry is all about finding out what is going on right, what is possible, what might, what might be and that you're looking for the best in people, in teams, the organizations, and the relevant community around them. The problem that we have fundamentally is that most most employers, most leaders of uh, organizations that employ people still think of and treat work as if it is a contract with the employee. The definition of employee engagement means that an employee trusts senior leaders and they feel an emotional connection to the organization or to your brand. We need to understand and look at all of our subtle attempts at controlling other human beings. You have the ability to control how you interact, how you respond, how you deal with conflict. If we can connect through story, it allows people, allows us to take down our masks so people can see who we truly are. In order to re-engage your employees or to keep them engaged from the get-go, you need to meet their basic human needs. Functionality is critical. Uh, Just talking about it is not enough. If you have a strong learning culture, a hunger for improvement, learning growth, then it impacts all the other things executives care about. The premise is really that our experience of life is not based on, on what we do for a living or what we have, our possessions. No, it's based on what we think. We're in an age where employee motivation has changed. They don't stick around because they get paid more money. They actually stick around because they feel like they're able to give their best contribution. They're recognized for it and they see a path to progress. I've, I've always believed that storytelling is our most powerful currency that we can use to reach the hearts and minds of the people that we need to lead and influence. We need to communicate, and we need to communicate in a way that touches people and impacts their feelings and emotions because ultimately, that is how they make decisions. The things that are most memorable are the things that touch our emotions. You want to tell a good story because people think in story terms. When we're telling stories, we are communicating with people at a much deeper level. The storytelling and the communication might also be happening at a non-physical, non-local level in addition to whatever we're, we're telling each other vocally. One of the things that we have to be careful of is that we're not uh, so locked into our own perspective. And whatever your perspective is, that is what you're going to end up having in living your life. Positivity is a matter of perspective, and perspective is a matter of choice. 
If we want to get beyond average in any of our human-based systems, whether it's our family, company, or community, this fact that humans make decisions based on emotion must become part of our understanding. You know, our emotions don't really come from just our thoughts, you know, or what we see and hear. They're really based on our perception of what we see and hear. There is no greater ROI than a decent, healthy relationship with another human being. It's critically important that having that relationship on healthy footing is everything. We need to create a work experience for them that feels like they're in a healthy relationship. Very often in organizations, both public and private sector, one of the things that I see lacking uh, is that, you know, we're constantly going through so much change that we forget about that human element. We forget about, you know, we need to take care of those basic needs of our staff. It's one of my crisis ready rules. We will never defeat emotion with logic. We cannot trump emotion with logic. We all want to feel good and it's all about how we feel. But your thoughts have the biggest effect on how you feel. It's consciousness and the physical world is an experience within consciousness. People have conversations in their minds and in their in with other people and that's the heart of how you can change a life one conversation at a time we have to sometimes remember that our sensory organs only show us a sliver of the actual reality how do you make sure that your actions your words and your actions are in alignment with who you truly are so that the people you need to lead and influence experience you as someone who's authentic dignity starts with you you cannot force the executives and leaders around you to create a, a workforce or a workplace and a culture of dignity. It doesn't work that way. Dignity starts with you. So you can start by bringing dignity to your own life, to your work, and to all of your relationships. We know that every organization in the world wants to grow, wants to succeed, wants to keep its doors open. And there is no simpler way to do that than to ensure that your employees love your senior leaders, feel an emotional connection to your organization, and are going into the workplace each and every day and giving 110% discretionary effort and doing every single thing that they can um, to ensure that your organization succeeds. The best organizations are here to serve some customer and make their lives a little bit better. If you can deliver content in a way that people love consuming it, now you have king or queen. People are not interchangeable parts. They're human beings that crave social belonging. These two men died for something greater than themselves. They put themselves last and put others first. Selflessness and sacrifice. They didn't do it for money or glory or fame. They did it for others. How strong can people be when they are not just with others, but for others? Hey, we're all in this together. I just have a different role. No one was more important than the person on the front line. By putting ourselves into a new role, we can figure out the behaviors of that role and start to change our own behavior. Through storytelling, people can begin to see themselves in new roles. Set a vision. Set a vision of what you are trying to accomplish. We don't get any more time, right? Time is the most precious thing. You need to own it. And the moment that you can own it is the moment that you can begin to affect changes in your life. Choice is our, our biggest fundamental power, if you will. It is our beginning power of everything. And what I mean by power is the ability to act or take action. We can shift our situation from whatever we're experiencing right now to, what, to, to other alternatives. 
you can still be the hero of your story. It's not about the rank you hold or the prestige that comes with a position. It's about how you feel about what you're doing. It doesn't matter what role you are playing. If you believe in what you're doing, are doing the best you can, and feel like you're doing the right thing, then you are the hero of your own story. A hero is uplifting and improves the lives of others. And heroes protect others. So if you are kind, if you have a good attitude, if you try to help others, if you uphold the values of your workplace, your industry, your profession, your family, your church, your community, and if you protect others from harm, then you are a hero. It just requires you to be nice to others, exhibit behaviors that boost others, follow values, and look out for other people. You can be the hero of your own story. So go out and be a hero. Please review, share, and subscribe to the Crucial Talks podcast. Visit CrucialTalks.com.